Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brownie Points. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. And this is the podcast where a guy with a film degree and a guy who knows how to work a DVD player talk to you about movies on this Brownie Bites segment episode. We have a lot to talk to you about. First, we have to talk about the passing of Steven Spielberg's dad. And then we will finally break down all of the trailers for Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad, Justice League, and the Batman that came out. All that on this week's episode of Brownie Points. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. As longtime listeners know, we never like to start off the week with the film reviews. We like to start with a segment that we call Brownie Bites. Here we talk about things that are going on in our lives, things that are going on in the world of entertainment. Sometimes we talk about lists, sometimes we talk about trailers, and sometimes we just kind of, you know, just mess around for a little bit. But today we do have a full lineup of trailers and one new story that we got to talk about with you this week. Off the bat, in the continuing uh, reoccurring segment of Who Died This Week, uh, we actually had someone... We um, need to start inserting a death march. (laughs) For that. (laughs) Or no, the... the... Q2020, seriously. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, (laughs) But no, I was thinking the, uh, the, the military fanfare, the... Whatever that's called. Okay, first of all, that's called taps. Second of all, this has nothing to do with the military, so that's No, it actually does. This one does. Uh, oh, it does. Yeah. Um so listeners, um a couple days ago, uh I don't have the exact date in front of me, but legendary filmmaker, probably on the Mount Rushmore of filmmakers, Steven Spielberg, uh his father Arnold Spielberg passed away. Arnold. <laughs> Arnold Spielberg passed away at. It's Arnold Spielberg and Ada. <laughs> he passed away at get this, a hundred and three of natural causes. So, uh, just wanted to start the show on top with that. Uh, just to uh, acknowledge and send our thoughts uh, and our best wishes to the Spielberg family, saying goodbye to him. Um, and he was a very, very, very decorated uh, military electrical engineer, like uh, like one of our friends. Uh, I'm not going to dox him, but uh, <laughs> but no, it was it was just it was just funny l- looking through uh, his obituary, and I was just like, oh, that sounds like one of our friends. Uh, What's up, Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was. Um, I'll have a link to the obituary that I was reading in the episode description. But uh, is is he where um, Stephen got such uh, like profound appreciation and interest in the military? Uh, yeah, he yeah, very much okay. so from his father. He spent numerous years uh, involved with the military, like not so much combat versus just electrical work, like being a utility guy. But um, at least again, from what I was reading, I kind of glanced over it. I can't say I read the whole thing top to bottom, but uh, <laughs> that's just full disclosure. But no, it was it was worth noting. Uh, when I saw that pop up earlier this week, that um, Spielberg's father passed away, and um, I think it was I think two years ago his mother passed away too, like right before the big HBO documentary about him came out um, as well. So um, 
yeah, I just I just thought it was worth noting. It's not an actor or a director, but um, obviously the the father figure of the Spielberg household, the 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 patriarch, isn't that the right one? Patriarch is the father. Yeah, because I think matriarch is the mother. That's why it's pa and ma. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. I th- I think. No, that, that I could be making this up. I don't know, but that I that's what I think it is. Yeah, you're right with uh, with that. Sorry, I just I don't know why I had that mixed up in my head. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was worth noting at the at the top here that Steven Spielberg's father Arnold passed away. Rest in peace. Our thoughts and prayers going out to the Spielberg family um, for that loss. So, moving on, we have a little bit happier news to talk about. We had a depressing Batman trailer. We're saving that for dead last because that's the one I honestly want to talk about the most. Uh, what we oh, okay. what we are going to talk about, though, is now a week away because it happened <laughs> after we taped last week. Otherwise, we would have talked about it already. DC Fandome. DC Fandome happened uh, over the weekend, last weekend, while you guys were listening to this. And they dropped a lot of trailers for video games, a lot of insights for like TV shows and things like that. But... Batman Arkham Knights or whatever. Yeah. Gotham Knights looks pretty good. Yeah, and uh, there was a Suicide Squad game that was coming out too. But um, I saw a little bit of that trailer. That looks good too. I nah. DC DC makes good games. I will put that out there. As much as we kind of give um, give the DCEU a hard time, they have just knocked it out of the park with the Batman Arkham series of games. Even the ones that aren't that good. Like, the ones in the series that are bad are still, like, some people's best work. Right. Um, and they do and they do really good with uh, the, the, the animated series. Uh, the, or not animated series. The animated movies. The animated movies are mostly pretty good. Uh, they just can't figure out live action. Well, they... Basically, they, they, where they, you get your money. <laughs> they have a complete control over the Arrowverse, or what was called the Arrowverse until they canceled Arrow. Like... Those shows, honestly, like whether you watch them or not, that that whole enterprise it, is pretty well established. Like they they never really made a bad show in that, and they have a dedicated fan base between well Arrow before they canceled it and the Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Batgirl, Superman. There's going to be a Superman and Lois show. Uh, yeah, it, there was one in the '90s. I remember watching it before going to school. Well, no, there's going to be a brand new Superman and Lois show, like, to coincide with... Don't want it. ...with Legends, Flash, Batgirl, uh... I don't want it. Give me Lois and Clark. Oh, actually, I think that's what it's called. And then follow, and then follow it up with Hercules. I think, I think and it... Then, and then Xena. Well, I don't know about the other two, but yes, I think it's actually called Lois and Clark. You don't remember Xena or Hercules? No, 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 no. Th- I, I'm saying those aren't in the works. No, I know Hercules and Xena, yeah. God, I was gonna say, if you don't remember those, you definitely were asleep in the night. Were you in a coma? No, I, I dude, I've watched Hercules many times. I, I personally never watched oh, Xena, oh, but I'm damn, aware of who I Xena was. Hercules, and I, I wear a shirt. <laughs> okay, the, have I ever told you the story of that stupid insult? Yes, I, I, uh, probably. I don't remember if it was on mic, but I know you've told me multiple times off mic. <laughs> I'm I'm sure <laughs> listeners can find the one episode where you did talk about it on mic, but no, I I, I do love that story. I'm not trying to be flippant about it, uh, <laughs> because we have so many trailers we have to talk about for the point of the show, the movies. We got a Wonder Woman 1984 trailer. Two yeah, and the point of the show is me talking about nonsense for hours at a time. <laughs> we got a Wonder putting Nicolas Cage into that nonsense. And then involving Olive Garden. 
We got a one. That's the point of the show. We got a Wonder Woman trailer. <laughs> we got a Suicide Squad trailer. We got a trailer for the Snyder Cut. We got endless soup pasta trailers. And then a trailer for the Batman. Uh, <laughs> but no, we're going to go in that order. Uh, so the first trailer that we're going to talk about is uh, Wonder Woman 84. This is presumably the final trailer that we're going to get before it comes out this October. How close, by the way, real quick before you dive into it, since you said this is the final, this is the final trailer. How close was it to coming out before COVID hit? Oh, before COVID. That's actually a good question. I'm going to pull that up right now because... Cause I, can't, I can't remember what its original release date was, but I thought it was like a month. Uh, no, it was pretty... Um, oh, man. It was it was around when we were supposed to see Jaws. Um, oh, okay. So it was a while. Like, it, it, it wasn't like a couple weeks. It was going to be like a few months. Yeah, it was... Um, okay. Because the, the first comment I had is I was like, wow, I'm kind of surprised that... They're just now releasing this trailer if the movie oh. was supposed to come out right when this started. But never never mind. My comment is totally wrong. No, no, no. Here we go. I got the official – the official first release date for this was supposed to be June 5th, 2020. Okay. Yeah. Then that, then my comment is completely wrong. Okay. <laughs> my bad. Yeah, no. This was – uh yeah, like I said, it, it was supposed to come out June 5th, but now it's coming out October. Oh, I just had it up here, and I got rid of it. Uh, it's it, it's in the first week of October, the 3rd, 7th, Ooh, somewhere around there. My birthday. It's October 2nd because my birthday is on a Sunday. Okay, yeah. And it's, it's, the, and it's October – it's the first weekend. Therefore, it's October 2nd. So for your birthday – Actually, actually, it's probably releasing on October 1st because it's going to get a Thursday night release. Well, then word. We're going <laughs> to – <laughs> We're going to watch another superhero movie for your birthday weekend, like last year when we did Joker. But I want to be depressed. Oh, this... Oh, okay, my hot take on this trailer, I don't really have that much to add on it other than I have some thoughts on how Cheetah looks, because that was really a pre- predominant thing, and this was, like, revealing Kristen Wiig as Cheetah. Is there going to be a butthole cut of this movie? <laughs> oh, if only. Uh, okay, I I'm still excited. I think this is pretty interesting. Like, I like that it has jumped into the future in the 80s. I, I'm i interested how Chris Pine comes back into it. I, I'm i less excited that there's a pseudo-Donald Trump that's in this. Like, that's the only thing that kind of rings weird to me, other than after the debacle that was Cats, we have Cheetah kind of designed the same way, at least for the final Except battle. Except it looks better. <laughs> Well, no, it does look better, but, like, it's that same kind of, like, Kristen Wiig is probably going to be Kristen Wiig all the way until, like, the last 20 minutes of the movie, let's say. Like, she's probably only going to be Cheetah in, like, the final battle, just how these things go, watching so many movies as we have. But, um, reservations for how Cheetah looks on the in the final product when we finally see the movie. And, again, it uh, I mean, Pedro Pascal is playing this, again, pseudo-Donald Trump, and I love him. But this is the way. <laughs> no, that's not the same actor. That is the problem I kept having uh, a couple months ago. Remember, I was uh, confusing a lot of people. Uh, Diego Luna, Pedro Pascal. Uh, or I don't. Uh, I, I don't know. It's not worth diving into. Um, I'm just I'm just kind of iffy with the fact that there's a pseudo Donald Trump in the movie. I, I hope they play it well. I hope it's not that. I don't know. I hope it's not that on the nose. But outside, Pedro outside of that, Pascal. Pedro Pascal is the Mandalorian. I just Googled it. Okay, so it's Pedro Pascal as the Mandalorian and this president? Huh. This is the way to rebuild America is with 
Baby Yoda. This is the way to... <gasps> what if Baby Yoda's in this movie? He, Dude, I'm not even going to entertain that. He's not in this movie. Zero out of five. Yes, zero out of five chance. <laughs> no, zero out of five stars. Dude, I... Anyway, I... I like this trailer. I've liked all the trailers up to this point. I'm optimistic. Wonder Woman was really good, even though the ending was kind of dumb. I didn't like the ending that much, but I I don't know. What do you think? What Do you have any hot take on this final Wonder Woman trailer before we see it in uh, about a month and a week? I'm, I'm interested in this kind of turn for Kristen Wiig because I don't see... I see her playing the kind of stereotype she has in movies, which is... Not necessarily the not the not necessarily the shy girl, but the awkward girl who has trouble like not word vomiting out her feelings in a way that makes things awkward. But in this, it doesn't look like they're doing much comedy with it. Now, granted, it's through very limited things that we've seen in the trailer, but they don't look like they're like, oh, she's klutzy and weird, and she's funny. They're more like, oh, she's klutzy and weird, and she lacks self confidence. So I'm interested to see, in terms of her growth, I'm interested to see if they do use this to help elevate her as an actor, where they're like, hey, maybe, like, I don't know. I've not seen her in a ton of things. I think she's okay. I think she's fine in most of the stuff she's in. I don't love her. I don't hate her. Um, But I think it will be interesting to see how they try and evolve her as an actress if they do what it looks like they might be setting her up for. Um, and that's not even so much an analyzation of the movie as it really is the actor that is in it, I guess. Uh, but I'm interested to see what they do with her as an actress. Um, I like that they so far have not even mentioned how Chris Pine lived. Like, I'm very happy that they're not ruining that twist, and it's going to be kind of funny if they're just like, yeah. We don't know. He's here. Um, Because it's DC. They could do that. No, Um, they do what they did in The Simpsons in that Bible stories episode when Ralph comes back and Bart's like, Ralph, you survived. And he's just like, yep. And that's it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I'm, I'm interested to see this. I'm, I'm, I'm much more interested now. Not, not really to rag on the first trailer, but the first trailer was just so, it looked like they were trying to do an 80s comedy to me, kind of. And in this one, they very much are like, no, nah, like we're taking this like a serious superhero movie. Like there, there is some stuff going on. So right. this, this trailer got me more interested in the movie than the first one did, which I think is its job. So right. nice. Uh, that's really all I have to say about it. I just want to add one thing before we go into the next one. I the way that you're describing Kristen Wiig like being typecast the way she has I'm agreeing with you so what I want to add to that is I feel like the vibe that we got from her character at least in this trailer again we'll have to see how it plays out in the final movie but I feel like that they want to subvert that and take that archetype that she always plays as like the shy nerdy kind of like outsider like social not socially awkward but like socially just kind of like introverted and then use that to then push her to that breaking point, like that Michael Douglas like breaking point, kind of, to then become Cheetah. Kind like of I like honestly that. really think I really like that idea for this character. At least that's the vibe I got off of it. It's kind of like that that like archetype character's like revenge story. Right, right. 
like what the exact motivation is it's not explained in the trailer but honestly that's fine money like, <laughs> we got <laughs> We got we got a good teaser out of this. Like I feel like the, it feels like there's a lot of secrets still left in it. Um, so yeah, I mean I don't know. Like I, I mean like I said, I I liked Wonder Woman one. I'm I'm excited to see this one. This one looks like it's gonna be a lot more fun. Uh, and this was supposed to be the original change of tone for uh, DC going forward. Like Aqu- I mean Aquaman was supposed to be like its thing, but like really like the the anchor that's keeping dc films afloat honestly is wonder woman so how good wonder woman's a better superman than this universe is superman she really is a beacon of light and something for people to look forward to and aspire to be personality wise in, in their behavior and then superman's like hey i'm depressed Watch me fly a guy say it through eighteen yeah. freaking walls of drywall and sheetrock. Exactly, I I couldn't say it better myself. So Wonder Woman does have a lot riding on his shoulders, but honestly, the fact that uh, the trailers look as good as it is, and it's still the same director as the first film, uh, I uh, Patty Jenkins, uh, a woman by the way. <laughs> I honestly, I I think this film's in good hands. I'm expecting a good movie out of it. So uh, the next trailer technically two trailers if we want to call either of them that honestly uh we got our first sneak peek into the suicide squad the second suicide squad film from dc since uh the disaster suicide squad from 2016 um the first trailer was just an animatic that revealed who the main cast is and who they're playing and then the second one is just kind of a behind-the-scenes kind of fluff piece of just like, oh, we had a lot of fun making this. I'm James Gunn, and I feel like this is one of the best things in my career. But we did get to see some kind of cool shots in it. And there's, I mean, none of it was final footage, but like from behind-the-scenes perspectives. And then it confirmed that, for me, this was my favorite thing that came out of either of the trailers. James Gunn confirmed that The Suicide Squad has literally nothing 100% no connection or relevance whatsoever outside of the cast. Like, obviously some cast was in the first film. But outside of that, like, uh, Harley Quinn and uh, the the two government people, there is 100% no connection to Suicide Squad. This is going to be its own thing. They're, uh, it's a completely uh, non-sequitur. It's going to be its own thing. And that got me more excited than anything visually that I saw. Just audibly hearing him say... This is a 1970s war film with comic book characters, and then here's all the characters that we have in this, and it's going to be crazy, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, that's my hot take on it. That just kind of reaffirmed that not just James Gunn coming into this was going to be a big plus for this, but now the fact that, like, oh, James Gunn is doing this? Like, getting a real visualization of what James Gunn is going to do with this, I just, I don't know. I want to see a real trailer before I get too excited for it, but this looks like a good step in the right direction. I don't really have a comment on this one because it doesn't really provide any insight to the project. Like, it's almost like some guy coming out and being like, are you hyped for Suicide Squad? For, like, I mean, neat, but show me something. And I didn't really see much of anything from this, so I don't really care. Well, it's all a fluff piece. That's all it is. It wasn't a trailer. Like, no, this wasn't a trailer like the Snyder Cuts or Batman's or Wonder Woman's. Like, this is just... Yeah, it was like a pep rally. It's just, get hyped for Suicide Squad. And, I mean, 
honestly, I I got kind of excited. Like again, I want to see a real. There's trailer, a cheerleader but... doing back handsprings into a concrete wall. <laughs> I mean, was there anybody in the cast that stood out to you that was particularly no. interesting? Let's end it with that. Other than polka dot, literally Man no character, one. No. <laughs> what about Viola Davis or Joel Kinnaman or or, nope. or uh, Margot Robbie all coming back? Nope. Nothing. Nope. Don't care. Well, <laughs> word well, again. I... This did this did absolutely nothing for me because it's provided almost no new information. This is all stuff we got in press well, we releases got see... earlier. Give me give me something different to care about. Well, we got to see John Cena hype up how he described his character as Captain America, but a dick. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny too. I'll well, give I'll it, give this I mean, movie, honestly, I'll just give this movie the time of day when it actually produces something regard in regards to the movie. Well, I mean, well, this technically was, but I get what you're saying. Like when we get an actual trailer, so which that's like God. Okay, God let me put it this way. Be. Let me put it this way. It's like having like Suicide Squad basically was an old classic muscle car, and it was shiny and beautiful and amazing. And then that movie borderline totaled the car, and then all this was was just some guy coming out going, you won't believe how nice this car is going to be when we're done with it. Can I get a sneak peek at it? No. Well, we did. We did see some stuff. It was all behind-the-scenes stuff. But, like, no. Like, in terms of final product, Behind-the-scenes is not it, the finished but... product. Okay, so I, I see what you're saying now. Like, you don't care that, like, you get a glimpse of what's on the set. What What is the camera looking at? What is, you can, how are you, you can make anything like, look good and inspired and has a lot of care in it through heavily, heavily, heavily scrutinized behind-the-scenes footage. You can. Except for maybe Fantastic Four. But, um, yeah, I like, show me final chunks of the movie in a trailer and then I will care. We talked briefly about it off mic. You are very much not as versed with James Gunn as I am. Because, what, you only saw one of the Guardian movies, and uh, did you see Slither, the movie with, like, the evil alien worms? No, I didn't see that. I saw Suicide Squad 2. Oh, uh, well, Suicide Squad wasn't a James Gunn I'm sorry, movie. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm Dave- sorry. Uh, not Suicide Squad, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Sorry, I got my... I got my Suicide Squad mixed up with my uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, just like how Suicide Squad thought that it was Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, but now they actually have the director of Su- of Guardians of the Galaxy, and they're probably like, not going to have the final cut of this movie. How hard are you trying to suck off the Guardians of the Galaxy? You ripped off their trailer format. Well, then you ripped off their movie format. Then you didn't even rip off their director. You just got their director. Okay, I. The only thing I'll say, because this is kind of inspiring me to put Suicide Squad as a time machine, just so we can actually talk about the ab- absolute disaster of a production Suicide Squad was. Uh, the one thing I do want to say, though, is do you know the only reason why DC was able to get James Gunn from Marvel for this movie? Because he got fired from Marvel because of Me Too, and then he got hired back? Exactly. But in that little window of time where Disney didn't want to hand with him because they realized or they didn't realize until it was too late that, oh, we actually overreacted and he's actually a good guy. Warner Brothers was able to snag him up and just say, oh, well, 
You can't have him back for Guardians 3 until he's done salvaging this dumpster fire remade of Suicide Squad. So that's literally the only reason that they... <laughs> that's the, literally the only reason that we have this movie coming out is because uh, Walt Disney fired him without due cause. So <laughs> I just wanted to mention that. Anything else about Suicide Squad, we can just do for a time machine. Not to continue to harp on this for that long, but... Yeah. Uh, so yes, the next trailer that we have to talk about is the Snyder Cut. Hashtag, the Snyder Cut is real. The actual official title of this movie is going to be called Zack Snyder's Justice League. For some reason, they couldn't actually call it Justice League, the Snyder Cut. I don't remember the specific reasons why, but it's going to be called Zack Snyder's Justice League. And we finally have a full-fledged two-and-a-half-minute trailer, which, again, guys, all everything we've been talking about, I'm going to have links to all the videos and the, the obituary to Steven's dad in the description for this episode. It's a full-fledged two-and-a-half-minute trailer of only footage that Zack Snyder shot that didn't make it into uh, Justice League, which, oh my god, I love that. I, I only want to refer to Justice League as Justice League from now on. I love that nickname that I heard over the weekend. Uh, I'll open the floor to you because I've done the hot take first for the first two uh, titles. What is your hot take on finally seeing footage of the Snyder Cut? Uh, it's interesting because I don't really remember anything of the original Justice League. Like I've said a couple times on here, especially during our um, uh, Batman v Superman review, uh, I've seen that movie two to three times, and I remember watching it with my dad, and then two weeks later he rented it again, and he's like, I haven't seen it. And I was like, no, you did. I watched it with you. And he goes, I don't remember anything about it. I was like, <laughs> that's the thing. This movie just does that. So I don't remember anything about this movie, but I can tell in several shots in this trailer that they are, ch like, changing the daylight in these scenes. Like, you can tell this is very much like a, hey, this was my vision to the point where I changed the to the daylight to night in some of these scenes. Up yours, suck it, this is my movie. Um, I'm interested in seeing it just because um, I didn't find Steppenwolf... Excuse me, I didn't find Steppenwolf to be a compelling uh, villain, character thing on screen i didn't think anything of him and i find it interesting that they are like yeah he's back but he's just like this puppet for this other guy um i think it's interesting to see that there was a lot more development to characters in there like there's a ton of stuff in there about cyborg and basically they were like yeah cyborg's depressed we don't know he's in this movie um in the original <laughs> superman i like that he's got the black suit uh, it, like it looks like there's going to be like a process of him coming back instead of just like there's like a fight and then he just shows up at the end. Um, Batman, I'm I just I, I love Bat Ben Affleck as Batman, uh, Ezra Miller as the Flash or the Flash in this movie, whatever. Um, I don't know anything about what is really going on with his personal life thing, I, so I don't know what the thing is that he's being accused of. Um, I'm interested well, to see how all, they, let's... yeah, I, I'm just, I'm just saying like people don't think like, Oh, Nick's against canceling him. I don't know what's going on because I never pay attention to stuff because I have things in my life I need to worry about besides someone else's life. Um, but I'm interested to see what they do with the flash because I, I, I think the flash was the best and worst part of that movie. 
Uh, just because there's some times where it's like, can you stop going for a joke? And then there's other times where it's like, that's kind of funny. Um, so I'm, uh, and I, I said it, <laughs> I said it before we started recording. I love the fact that they just were like, Aquaman is a pretty terrible character. What if we made him like a fan of Metallica? And they're like, yeah, that sounds good. So I, I, I like Jason Momoa as uh, Aquaman. Like maybe his acting may not be the best. I've not really paid. Like I've only watched pretty much whatever he's in for the uh, Justice League like once or twice per movie. I think I've seen Justice League twice or three times. I've seen Aquaman once. Um, so I haven't paid a ton of attention to him. But not necessarily him, but the way they wrote his character, I, I do like where it's like, yeah, he's much more of like a sailor than he is a, uh, a like just king of the sea. So I'm, I'm interested in the movie. I, I think a lot of stuff looks good in it. Um, it's promising, but DC has really let us down before, especially with this movie. Um, but it seems like a good it seems like a step in the right direction but i just with how much dc has kind of fumbled the ball on the 1 yard line after like they they had they had four downs on fourth down they fumbled it and then the team threw an interception immediately on the 1 yard line so they got four more attempts and they fumbled it again um as much as they've just not delivered in the crunch time it's a step in the right direction, but I'm cautiously optimistic because it's like, this wasn't really done that great before. I don't really know, you know, how well it's going to be. And the thing that kind of worries me too is let's say this is turns out great. This isn't his original cut. This is him reacting to the criticism that the movie got and adapting what was made to what he wanted. This isn't his actual cut of the movie that was released because they're reshooting a bunch. They're shooting a bunch of stuff for it. But two, if this, if this works, if this works, I'm terrified of the ramifications of what this is going to do to the movie industry because every crappy movie that had the potential to be amazing, they're going to demand to see the director's cut of every single movie. Oh, where to begin? That, that, that's, mm. I'll touch base on those last two things that you said. I should have just wrote everything they were saying because I do have minor rebuttals but uh but no okay so as we talked about before when it was announced that the snyder cut is real i was clearly way 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 more jazzed about it than you were because i (laughs) i could barely be got be woken up out of bed i i i i personally feel that i have been a champion for Zack snyder um not not as much here on the show because we haven't watched hardly any of his movies on the show except for Batman vs Superman. But um, his director's cut, which it's called the ultimate cut, but it is his director's cut of Batman vs Superman. It does have flaws, but it is a vastly superior cut than what Warner Brothers basically just cut themselves for the theatrical run because it can't be more than two and a half hours long. Like that was literally their reason. Uh, Sucker Punch. Uh, you can't have this movie be rated R, so we're gonna cut it to be PG-13. And the R-rated cut of Sucker Punch is, again, vastly superior. Man of Steel? Eh, I... That was his cut of the movie, and it was just kind of meh. But, uh, Dawn of the Dead. Fantastic movie. Watchmen. Both the theatrical cut and his original three-hour cut of the film are fantastic. Uh, 
uh, I'm forgetting the other movies he did. 300, sorry. 300 didn't have to be intervened with Warner Brothers. Fantastic movie. This guy is an amazing director. Let him do his thing. Like, after 300, Watchmen. Oh, it can't be that long. Okay, well, it, it was just kind of a miracle. It turned out as good as it was. And then Sucker Punch. <laughs> Man of Steel. <laughs> Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> Justice League. He didn't even get to finish. Like, aside from the family tragedy that he had, it was reported that he was basically fired from the movie already. They just kind of... Oh, man, it sounds kind of terrible to say it this way, but he was kind of scape... They used the family tragedy to kind of mask the fact that Warner Brothers wanted to fire him already to then bring in Joss Whedon. He just made it an even bigger mess. So for me defending the artist, I am so excited that yes, you are technically right. Maybe the suit, the, the Snyder cut, we have no idea what the Snyder cut technically was before he was actually given this blank paycheck to finish it. Quote unquote. So, yeah, but here's what I'm getting. Here's yes, what I'm getting there is... at. Here's what I'm getting at. Here's what I'm getting at. They're shooting new stuff for this movie. This is not his cut of the no, original. No, no, they're movie. not. No, they're not. They are enhancing footage that he already shot. They're not technically okay. shooting new footage. Okay, they're doing new animated scenes, right? Wasn't that in the first? release? They're adding visual. They're adding. That was in the first. That was in the There's first footage... release, right? That they're making. No, just answer the question. Are they putting? Are they putting new animated scenes in this movie? They are finishing visual effects that weren't done for his cut. They're not making okay, anything so his, technically so, his, so from what you're scratch. So what you're saying, what you're saying is they're putting new animated scenes in this movie. Yes, because the the visual effects okay. and animation process was not done for the footage when he originally conceived them. Okay, so these are new scenes for the movie. This isn't his cut of the original movie. It's his version of the story that didn't get told the first time. I don't want to hear someone say that this is. This is a better version That's of the original version. That's kind of the same version. thing, though. It's not the, original ver- it's not the original story. They're changing so much stuff. The, the original... Are you saying the original version as in the two-hour cut that we got? Yes, that's the original version that was released. Yes, yes, yes. Then in terms of... Com- in, yes. But Zack Snyder... I just want to make sure you understand. Like Zack Snyder had a f- had technically... A rough cut, like an assembly cut of the movie that was missing visual effects, uh, wasn't finished in color correcting, had ADR they had to do, all the the, the, the minutiae details. He had his ori- original, which no, wasn't finished, but it was like, hey, as long as I can do the visual effects and all the post-production, this is my movie. And it was four hours long, and then the tragedy happened, and then... They gave all those four hours to Joss Whedon and said, hey, make this two hours. And then Joss Whedon is just like, oh, well, let's actually cut three hours out of it. And then I'm going to reshoot an hour of this movie because I like this idea I have in my mind instead. Like, that's basically how we got the Joss, the, the Justice League. Like, if that makes sense. It makes sense. But I'm just saying, too, it, if this is unbelievably successful... Every movie that had potential to be great but is completely mishandled, we are going to hear for years about how there needs to be a so-and-so cut of a movie. And I'm frankly kind of tired of hearing it for this movie. And I can't imagine having to sit through it with every freaking movie. For specifically this movie, 
I'll, I'll reiterate, I am very happy that Zack Snyder finally gets to take whatever the rough version of this movie was and actually get to fulfill it. Outside of that, though, I do agree with you. Because some directors are actually bad directors, and just because we get to see your original version of the movie doesn't guarantee it's a good movie. I, I personally, like, the, the one that I feel like you're referring to but forgot his name, David Ayer... The guy that directed Suicide Squad, who did not. I was actually, I was actually referring on... to uh, this Joel Schumacher cut of Batman Forever. Like it'd be neat to oh, see, but I'm already, but I'm already tired oh. of that hashtag. And it's been Dude, like a I month. I don't even, I don't even buy that. That's exactly real. Part of me doesn't even believe that's real, and I don't care if that ever comes into fruition. But what I was talking about is David Ayer's Suicide Squad. Because David Ayer swears that he had a cut of the movie that Warner Brothers scrapped, which is true, um, that Warner Brothers commissioned a trailer company to do the final edit of uh, Suicide Squad. Whether David actually had his original cut, like, actually finished, it's hearsay, and who knows if it was actually good, better, watchable, like, I... I I don't, it, that's the thing, like, I, I know David Ayer makes good movies. I've seen good movies that David Ayer's made, like, End of Watch. That movie's amazing. But, I agree with you in the sense that, like, you gotta take it case by case. Like, you gotta actually look at the director and make a plausible, uh, educated guess that, hey, this guy actually knows what he's doing. We should actually I'm, take the I'm risk and let him release his much... version. As much praise and talk as a movie, or as much praise and talk as this cut of this movie has gotten, and love for a movie that hasn't even come out yet, but everyone's swearing that it's a million times better than what we got, and it might be, it probably is, because what we got, I literally can't remember. Um, but as much as it's getting, I'm already kind of tired of what the movie culture will be like if they're like, all right, well, this was this worked out, let's do this with this movie that was bad. In this movie, that was bad. I, I, no, frankly, dude, like I, I don't care about movie fair. news nearly as fair. much as you. And the fact that it will be the movie news will be nothing but it's rumored that there is a such and such cut of this movie, and it's going to be five movies a week. I'm not looking right, forward right, to it. Right. Like it's it's no, a they're... really it's a really minor Pandora's box that can be opened, but it's a pretty annoying one. Well, there's always. There are always director's cuts. A fraction of them are the only ones that we ever get to see. Like, there are director's cuts of every single movie that gets made, but I feel like I mentioned it before. Directors almost never have final cut clause in their contracts, so producers end up getting the final cut of the movie. Whether it's worthwhile to argue if we need to see a director's cut or not, most of the time it, it doesn't really need to happen. Honestly, and that's why I agree with you. Like, if if this does open the floodgates of just like, well, we had a bad version of this movie. Let's get the director's cut, and then like, well, what if his cut sucked too, and the producers were actually right? Like, I just I don't necessarily think that that's gonna. I feel like there will be a lot more noise than actual results. Personally, like, I don't think we're gonna see the airs cut of Suicide Squad. I don't think we're gonna get that five hour cut of Ghostbusters from Paul Feig. I. I understand your concern, though. I will. I will acknowledge that. Yes, there is that potential, but I. I don't know. I think it'll be just a bunch of fanfare that results in nothing, personally. 
Yeah, I, I got nothing more to say on this one. I the only thing I mean the only thing I could say to close it out is I like when they first announced it, bring it on. I will watch four hours uninterrupted. I don't need it broken up into episodes. I will sit in front of the TV and watch this as a single four-hour movie. Maybe pausing it to go to the bathroom once or twice, but... <laughs> uh, but yeah. Oh, dude. Imagine watching this four hours in a theater instead of four hours on HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested in doing the uh, that'd be episode. <laughs> oh, I would... Oh, my God. I Like I said... If it was in theaters like that, that might be a struggle for me. But at home, where I can pause it, like, once every two hours or so. Or maybe, like, I don't know how many times, but... I'm glad it's at home with it being four hours instead of in the theaters, because that would actually be a struggle for me. Um, <laughs> as purist as I am, uh, a four-hour movie in a theater would be very daunting for me. <laughs> but anyway, uh, since we're already at the 42-minute mark here, let's dedicate the last couple minutes of this however long we go over an hour because we probably will for the trailer for the batman oh this was the trailer i was most excited to talk to you about um i'm gonna open the floor to you because you are the bigger batman fan between the two of us i'm i'm the bigger fan of the director of this movie matt reeves um I, i'll rant and rave about him after your hot take but we finally have a trailer for the batman nick what what did you take away from this? Um, it. I'm not saying that I think this is going to be an amazing movie. I, I I'm excited for it. Um, what I'm trying to say in this, in my kind of statement on the trailer is, I like that we with this version of Batman, we get. Batman pushed to a different extreme like Batman 1989 that's the first live action Batman first live action adaptation of Batman since the Adam West era so it's it's the darkest version of Batman that we've gotten um and at the time like probably the most true to the comic book uh Batman Returns is an uh like that 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 four movies that those first two movies are kind of like the truest to the comic book and then Batman Forever and Batman and Robin are the most kind of hokey uh, homage to like the hokiness of the sh of the TV show, right? Um, then we yeah. get the Christopher Nolan trilogy, and it's the most realistic. Um, we get uh, Batman in uh, Batman and Robin Suicide Squad, or I'm sorry, not Batman and Robin. Batman vs Superman, Suicide Squad, and uh, Justice League, and that is the most uh, kind of militaristic and just brute raw strength intimidation Batman that we've gotten. Like he's the most intimidating, physically imposing Batman we've gotten, right? And I like in this one yeah. that this is the most uh, mentally pushed and. Uh, depressed and just outright ra enraged and uh, not mentally healthy Batman that we've gotten. I really, really like that when he beats that one guy, he's got him knocked unconscious 
and he still keeps hitting him like four times. It's like I think he's I think he's out. I think I think you I think you're fine. Okay, now you're done. Um, I really like that. Does that tie into um, how young like he is the... though? Not to, not to interrupt. What? I was saying I, I was saying sorry to interrupt, but I do want to ask this: do, do you do you subscribe to the theory that this takes place in either year one or year two, and that the youth of Batman at this point is why he's like this emotionally raw? Oh yeah, dude. They've said this is year two. Like the the people making this movie have said this is year two. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the more underrated Arkham games was um, uh, Batman arkham origins and it, it's flawed it's not as good i still have i have a problem with the ending of it um but one of the things that it has in there is it has a batman that's just so unrefined and allows his anger to get in the way of a lot of his actions that and it clouds his judgment that i see in this um so i'm interested in that i'm interested in the villains um, I find it interesting that there obviously is more than one because it's got the Riddler, it's got Catwoman, and it's got um, uh, the Penguin. Penguin. So um, that is my slight worry, but it also it doesn't show like um, Penguin taking over. Like It shows Penguin like next to... It shows Penguin next to, like, someone in power, but it doesn't necessarily show him infiltrating the power and then trying to take over the city. It shows uh, the Riddler as a murderer. It doesn't really show him as much else. And then it shows Catwoman as kind of just, like, a burglar. So what interests me in, like, I'm I'm nervous because of the track record of superhero movies that have a lot of villains in them typically are pretty bad um but what interests me in this one is it doesn't look like they're trying to do too much with those villains like it looks like they're doing very base level things that maybe one of them is going to be the main villain the other two are kind of like building and establishing their presence in this universe rather than like trying to helm themselves as a villain in a movie so i like it there's a lot i like in this trailer um, I think it sets the tone very well for not necessarily a post-apocalyptic Gotham, but more of like a post-apocalyptic like mental Batman where it's like he doesn't see – he's still so distraught about the death of his parents and trying to uh, avenge their deaths and build and build upon their legacy that he doesn't see a point in life because it just envelops him. So I, I like it. I'm, I find it very promising. Listeners, this is a week after the trailer has come out. Uh, by the time you guys are listening to it, we're taping this what five days after the trailer came out. Um, what day did it no, come like out? Did days. it come out Saturday or Sunday? I, I don't remember what days were no, what it, on the weekend because I took Friday off. It came out. And it came I, out. And Saturday, then I went back on party. Tuesday, and then I went back to work on Tuesday because I took Monday off too. So it's just I don't know what days were what during the weekend. No, it came out Saturday during the party, so this is six days removed uh, from the actual drop. Uh, I can give you my hot take on my initial reaction to the trailer. It was literally, like, uh, I was outside while you guys were playing whatever game it was, 
and I almost collapsed on your porch. I was so excited watching it. I was just completely just my breath was taken away. I was so excited watching this trailer. But between then and now, yes, I've watched the trailer like probably close to 20 times. I've I've seen a couple videos and read a couple articles like speculating like I'm not going to reiterate exactly what they said or give them any free press, but um thinking about it now um I love that this is a young Batman. We have not had a young Batman on the screen television or movies ever. I love that this is like a mid to late 20s Batman in year two. I love that um, Matt Reeves, um, I will say this, Matt Reeves, I watched a little bit of him talking at Fandome. He said that literally this is not just, it's not an origin story for Batman per se. Like, it's not a retread of that. Like, but this is a young Batman. But this is going to be a younger, for like a better term, Riddler. This is going to be Penguin before he's Penguin. This is Catwoman before she's Catwoman. This is just Officer Gordon or Detective Gordon. This is not Commissioner Gordon. This takes place before all the, 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 the normality that we understand of these characters. Like, this is really, again, not origin, but you could parse out I, to certain extents, like, this is before they these characters are established as who they are. And that is from Matt Reeves. And honestly, like, before he even said that, I just want to throw this out there, what Matt Reeves' uh, uh, credentials are before this. He directed five episodes of Felicity, uh, the, the, the highly acclaimed Joss Whedon sci-fi series. He directed Cloverfield, which to me is a, an amazing movie. I love Cloverfield. He adapted Let the Right One In, the Swedish vampire film, into the American version Let Me In. And then my favorite films that he's directed are the second and third films of the 2010s remake of the Planet of the Apes films, Dawn of and War for the Planet of the Apes. And to be frank, War for the Planet of the Apes was one of my favorite films of 2017. I thought that movie was amazing. Um, and then even beyond Matt Reeves' resume, this cast is so good. How... It's it's hard for me to fathom a movie being bad with a cast this stacked. Robert Pattinson is Batman. Uh, oh my god. Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman. Colin Farrell is Penguin. Paul Dano is Riddler. Andy Serkis is Alfred. And then, um, oh god, I'm literally forgetting his name. The guy that's playing uh, uh, Commissioner Gordon. Why am I forgetting his name? Uh, the guy from uh, Westworld. Um, oh my god, Nick, help me. I know you're bad with names. I can't help you. Oh, Jeffrey Wright. Jesus, I am so sorry. Um, oh, and now that I have the whole cast list in front of me now, because I didn't do it before, uh, John Turturro is going to be Carmine Falcone. John Turturro from a lot of Coen Brothers films. Oh, my God. This cast is incredible. So knowing that I love this director, and then, again, seeing this cast, I'm already, like, having heart palpitations. And then it's all scored by this uh, slightly altered, not cover, but like this slightly altered version of the Nirvana song, uh, Something in the Way. Like, that music was perfect for the way this visually looked. Um, just some snippets from the trailer, like, yeah, Robert Pattinson being the living crap out of that guy. Uh, seeing Colin Farrell in the makeup, completely unrecognizable in the Penguin makeup. Presumably, if that is Riddler, like, Riddler looks like a guy in a 
a, a trench coat with a mask on, and then it doesn't even sound like Paul Dano if that's supposed to be him. Uh, I, oh my god, I could just go on and on and on and on. I mean, uh, the segment's already gone on long enough, but, uh, I, I know it's a trailer. I'm trying not to get, like, I want to see more and I want to hear more as it comes out because it's still not coming out. You're until wondering what Dan's desk sounded year, like but... every time every time he watches this trailer. If you want to know what it sounds like on the bottom of his desk, it's. Oh, sorry. Dude, this complete reinvention of Batman. The last thing I'll say, other than I just this trailer, this trailer sold me. Like, if this is all we have of Batman and they're not even done filming it yet, like, I just. Just take my entire wallet. Don't just take my cat. Like, literally take my wallet. I will pay outside of AMC A-List to go see this movie. I am so excited. Um, but so if you guys came into the segment why... betting, hey, I think Dan probably didn't keep his emotions in check. You're right. Dude, I just, I don't know. For Again, just being a trailer, like, this trailer was one of the more impressive trailers I've seen lately in a very, very long time. Like... Just tease, like, this is what you're teasing the new Batman's gonna be? Like, word, I hope you live up to the hype, because I'm I'm hyped for it. Uh, but remember how we ended up getting this movie? I'll end this segment with this. Like, do you remember how we ended up getting this version of Batman? Because Ben Affleck backed out? Yeah, yep. Ben Affleck originally, for listeners too, this is a, just a quick story, um, Ben Affleck was originally supposed to write, produce and direct and star in his own greenlit spinoff of Batman. But what we found out in that, uh, in, in, in that interview where uh, he revealed that he showed one of his friends, the script that he wrote and his friend told him, Ben, you are going to kill yourself drinking. If you try to make this movie. And if so, it was anywhere near as because dark he was, as this movie, yeah, I bet it would, because if you have to take yourself to da- that dark of a place, I get it that it might kill you. Exactly. So at, so the way the dominoes fell, the way I remember it, maybe they, it happened slightly out of order from what I'm going to say. What I remember was Ben Affleck first opted out of directing the movie, to which then Matt Reeves came in as the director. And then... Ben decided that he didn't even want to star in the movie, but the script was still on the table with Matt Reeves working on his script, but then ultimately Matt and the producers decided to scrap Ben's script altogether, and then Matt was going to write a new script, to which also uh, the the co-writer of Project Power came in to work on the script too, but basically like that's basically how it... Ben Affleck just domino by domino was ultimately just not a part of this film at all. Like he stopped being a producer on the film too. So what was supposed to be at the end of the day, a Ben Affleck vehicle, like entirely his version of Batman. He just, I mean, God bless him. I hope he's doing well. It seems like he's doing well now, but um, back a a year, uh, a year ago from now, when they first announced that he was supposed to be doing Batman, I mean, clearly he was not doing okay. So, I mean, uh, our hearts go out to Ben. I really hope that I really hope that he's doing okay, honestly. Like cuz he's it's it's not just this. He has had chronic issues that we've talked about before, but um honestly, with where this film looks right now, I more power to Warner Brothers. I hope this movie is as good as a whole final product as the trailer is. Do not interfere with it in any sort of way, Warner Brothers. Leave it the hell alone. 
please give him the you're same not, autonomy that not, he had with the ape films. You're not right. You've never been right, and you will continue to not be right. Leave it alone. They gave Todd Phillips full control of Joker. Remember that. It's the only time I've been right in it with a DC movie since the Nolan trilogy ended. Leave it alone. Well, Pat. Patty Jenkins did good with Wonder Woman, and James Bond did okay I'm with I'm on Apple your Man. side. I'm going against the studios. Just say yes and move on. I'm just, I'm just saying, like when the studios realized they were interfering too much, like they have a couple moments. Like at this point, though, yes, I completely agree in sentiment. Just give them the check and trust what the product is going to be. Would I've already made the case the for Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves is an amazing of- director. Would you eat the moon if it were made of ribs? Just say yes and we'll move on. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Um, well, that's all we got lined up here. Um, I mean, did you want to? Ha- did you have any final thoughts you wanted to say about anything we've talked about before we close out? Nope. All right. I honestly don't either. I just... Uh, fandom ended up being a pretty cool thing. Like, I didn't actually watch all of fandom outside of like again the the matt reeves interview um but oh actually one last thing the the literal last thing i'm gonna say is really quick it's tying back to Zack snyder um he went on twitter to answer people's questions about the snyder cut and uh do you i'll forgive you if you don't remember this moment do you remember the moment though when superman comes back and he has a callback line to batman versus superman where he's looking at batman and he's, asks he's, him, Batman, do you, do you bleed? Yeah, I remember that. Okay, so somebody on Twitter asked <laughs> asked Zach if Superman is still going to say, do you bleed to Batman? Guess what his tweet was? No, because it's stupid. Almost. His tweet was literally, no, no. Because that line literally makes no sense. <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was hysterical. Like because really no, it doesn't make sense. Why like outside of a cheesy callback, like why Superman would ask a human, a mortal human, if he bleeds. Like, <laughs> uh, but no, that's uh, that's the last thing I wanted to say. I just saw that tweet and I almost forgot to mention it. But I thought you get a kick out of that. So. With that, that is all we got for you on this week's Brownie Bites segment. We are going to take a very brief break and let you know what else we got coming up here in a minute. We'll be right back. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Brownie Bites episode. Thank you so much, as always, to Isla Marf and a few gays. Well, for the bumper music in between the start and the end of the episode. As you may have already seen in our social media, this week is Anime Week for us here at the show. The film that I picked for the first film that we were going to talk about for Anime Week is the Satoshi Kon classic from 2003, Tokyo Godfathers. It is about three homeless people that find a baby in the trash and try to find its parents. And I'm super excited to talk about the film with Nick. Nick, 
what was your pick for the second film we talk about for anime week we had the 2004 and we check out the pyramid of light and Yu-Gi-Oh the movie pyramid of light yes that is what we got coming up on the next episodes Tokyo Godfathers will be dropping this Tuesday if you're listening in real time from when this drops and Yu-Gi-Oh! The Pyramid of Light and this entire week's content in our Massive Dump episode will be dropping on Thursday as well. Nick, let the listeners know where they can reach out to us on social media. Facebook, Brownie Points Guide to Cinema, Instagram, Brownie underscore points underscore guide, and Twitter at Brownie underscore cinema, as well as Brownie Points Guide to Cinema at gmail.com. Send us movie reviews you want us to do, whether they are time machines or new releases, or Brownie Bites topics you want us to do, whether it is op-ed topics to discuss, countdowns to do, movie trailers to review, or any sort of list you want us to do. Uh, Just let us know. Also, go to... Uh, I don't know any other formats other than uh, Apple Podcasts. Make sure that you're leaving us reviews and five-star reviews or highest reviews or whatever, and also writing reviews really helps us grow, and we'll start reading the reviews that we like on on air once they start happening. None have, so please get on that. Do it now. I don't care if you're at work. (laughs) If you're driving, don't do it (laughs) because that's dangerous. But if you're just goofing (laughs) off listening to this, you should do it. If you're at a red light or a stop sign. No, 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 no. Dan, don't be giving people advice with cars. Um, don't do it when you're when you're driving. Right, right, right. Play it safe. Um, anyway, it. <laughs> sorry, that, was, that made me laugh. I, anyway, we will always be in your ears on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Overcast, Anchor.com. And all other podcasting platforms, we will continue to give you reviews every single week. Every every single Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And as I keep saying, because it just needs to be repeated, the world is starting to turn back to normal, but we're not there yet. So, for the love of God, people, please wear your masks be kind to each other, be patient. If you're going out in public, please tip generously because you people that are demanding the world to be open have started this, so pay up. The people who are working and risking their lives, as well as yourselves risking your lives going out there, just be safe, be kind, be generous. Uh, There's other things going on in the world that aren't pandemic-related, so just, like I said back in June, I'll leave it at that, just listen to people, be empathetic, just be kind. That's the only way that we're going to get through this in the end for whatever is going on in the world. Just be kind and don't be a dick. Just don't be a dick and we will make it through everything okay, whether it's this year or early 2021 or whenever the hell this is all sorted out. Just be kind and we will be okay. So... With that, that is all we have for you on this episode of Brownie Points. When you hear us again, we will be either talking about Tokyo Godfathers or Yu-Gi-Oh! the movie The Pyramid of Light. We will see you then. There's a new Star Wars Battle Squadrons trailer out, so definitely watch that. This isn't even a joke. Watch it. It looks like it might be good. I'm doing it once we're done recording. Wait, what? What? There's a... 
new Star Wars it's a video game. game it's a video game. It's a video game. It's a video game. It's not a movie. Relax. <laughs> And then Sucker Punch, Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Justice League. He didn't even get to finish. Like, 